in our culture, I don't think our artists have gotten to the position where they are comfortable with going to award ceremonies and they lose out. You know, and they don't win. So being nominated and not not taking the Grammy I don't award, think yeah. we've gotten to that. <laughs> Imagine a Hedy's Award that has the Artist of the Year nominees, Whiskey, David Otiwa, Burner Boy, and all four of them were in the yeah. building. God damn! As a nomination, look, I've Grammy. been nominated. Oh my, that is that in itself. The is Grammy Award nomination five, is big. Five people. It's almost like saying five. This year, these five people have got the best five tracks. You're listening to Adishokbe Live, the Afrobeat podcast. Right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to a brand new episode of Adishokbe Live, the official Afrobeats podcast. Of course, this is where I, myself, Adishokbe Olajide, where I review the Afropop headlines and the culture headlines and viral stories over the last seven days alongside my guests. And we'll be sharing our opinions on that. Um, as always, you can like, share, comment, subscribe on the platforms that you get the podcast on, be it Apple, YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, whatever. You know, keep the support coming. We appreciate that a whole lot. And if you're in the UK, you can also catch us every single week. Uh, that's on Saturday at 7.30 p.m. And on Monday at 7 p.m., a repeat on Yanga TV, Sky 186 and Freesat 171. Now, joining me in the studio today to break down the headlines and the stories is a brother of mine, a colleague in the industry, a broadcaster, presenter, and producer extraordinaire. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my brother, D-Boy Dayo. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a pleasure to be here, man. It's a pleasure. Listen, thank man, thank you very much for joining me. I know, I know it's been an eventful last couple of months for everybody, not only... COVID-19, family changes and everything, but how are you doing, bro? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Like you said, there's been so much for everyone, mm. but we you know we, we, we've stuck our foot in. We're, we're keeping keeping our heads sane and, you know, there's, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Facts, you know, so facts. We're, we're excited, man. Uh, thank you for joining me. So some of the headlines that we'll be looking at this week, again, it's always impossible to keep Shatawali out of the news. Uh, another headline story coming out of Ghana with Shatawali's response to Yapono. Uh, who called for beef, or, or shall I say pretend beef, so that it could get the industry kind of interesting. Shatawali had some very interesting words for that. Uh, we'll be looking at uh, Stevie Wonder's viral video that changed the world this week where he kind of confessed to Oprah Winfrey that he will be moving to Ghana really soon. I want to know what Nigerians think about that. Um, the Hedy's Award winners and, of course, the controversies at the Hedy's Award uh, in Lagos, Nigeria, this past week and a lot more. Now, let's get into it. We're starting in Nigeria where this past week uh, saw the prestigious Hedy's Award ceremony take place. The award ceremony is one of the biggest in Africa rewarding acts for, acts for their great content and success in the past year. Obviously, 2020 was difficult. Uh, was a difficult year for everyone, especially in the entertainment industry, as musicians couldn't perform live nor promote their music the normal way and have had to sit out the last 12 months uh, like the rest of us. However, there have still been some reasons to celebrate within the Nigerian music industry, from surprise stars like Omale to incredible music uh, from the other big stars and lots, lots more. Now, the biggest winner on the night 
was uh what's it called uh, i think Fireboy. it was Fireboy. Fireboy. yeah but it also we also we can also say Wizkid was also a big winner because yeah. he took home the artist of the year but however Fireboy walked away with five Headies Awards, which included the best R&B album, the best out pop album, you know, the best pop single, Revelation of the Year, and, and another one, I think it is. Now, other winners were Niniola, Ladipo, Simi, yeah, you call her like Niniola, definitely Simi. Uh, oh, I told you about Fireboy, man. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> Um, and, and we skip for the artist of the year. Now, let's get into it. The Headies Award uh, winners, and basically, you might want to say losers, but I'll just say winners of the night. First of all, what, what were your thoughts about the Headies Award uh, that took place in Nigeria? Uh, first and foremost, like you know, shout out to the Headies for making it for making it happen. happen. In, in these circumstances, COVID has been doing its madness. And Facts. to put together uh, an event like that in these circumstances must have been really difficult and challenging. Mm. But um, shout out to Fireboy, man. Yeah. I know what Colin was saying. Fireboy, is, he, he's, the guy is, is he's dope. It's, it's, he's it's, just dope. He's mad talented. Yeah. Like I said, he came in to the industry with a classic album. Yeah. Not that many musicians within the Afrobeats, Afropop world has been able to kick the door down with what will go down 10 years' time yeah. as a classic, classic album. album. And that's what it did. Yeah. What really should have happened was the Headies Award should have taken place in 2020 where Laughter, Tears and Goosebumps Laughter, should have killed, killed the entire industry. However, because of what happened, the Headies Award was pushed into 2021 and he had released a second album in Apollo, uh, which also had to come in and and battle for the for the you know the the awards. I believe laughter tears and good goosebumps took home one. There was one award for that. Then apart from that, the others you know the other uh, Apollo did very well. What are your thoughts about Apollo the album? Well, Apollo the album is dope. I mean, for me, I you know I spoke, to, I got the opportunity to speak to Fireboy. Mm. Like for me, the best track on it well, for me anyway is Tattoo. I love Tattoo. And won the best R and B single. R and B single and the video as well. I remember speaking about by on our show, Mansoor, yeah. and I thought that um, Fireboy. I feel like he's definitely ahead of his time in the way that like, he he conducts, he writes, he, writes, he produces. That like, yeah. his inspiration behind his videos. When we spoke to him. You know, I just feel like he's he's definitely a few classes up, uh, above his level. Mm. And, you know, I, I'm just happy to see him, like, win as much as he did. Absolutely. Like, he, I think he definitely deserves it. And then he performed on the night as well. Okay. You know, he, he gave a, you know, a dope performance on the night. Another category of the Headies Award that's super, super, always very next interesting rated. is the Next, next Rated. rated. And I want to ask you, actually, why, yeah. why is there always so, so controversy, controversy around the Next Rated? Why do people talk about it so much? So the Next Rated Award is basically the spotlight award for the next artist that the Headies Award and the Nigerian music industry believes is about to take the next step up to join the big superstars. Okay. So when you look at the history of the people that have picked the next Radio Awards, I, I think David O has picked it, I think Kiss Daniel has picked it up. You know, those are the kind of artists that have picked up the next Rated Award. Like a prediction so, of who's going to blow Yeah, so this is the guy that's about to join the upper echelons of yeah. Nigerian music. Now, the nominees this year were the likes of Thames, Omale, um, Oxlade, Bella Schmurder. The list goes on. Those are artists that in 2020, I believe, have had an incredible year. Incredible but year. I said it from the minute I saw the nominees. Without a shadow of doubt... 
Omali was going to smash that category. And I say that with all due respect to the beautiful and talented artists in that category, like Oxlade, who I believe is next level up, by the way. 2021, Oxlade is the guy, quote me on it, he's the one that's going to shake this industry beyond, you know, recognition. Thames is amazing. However, for an Omale to release his first single in February, I believe it was, in 2020, and by May, he became the fastest growing pop artist out of Africa. Not only Nigeria. Sensational. His EP went crazy. Yeah. The excitement and the rumblings within the international record labels, everybody scrambling for his signature. That went stupid. And he just went banger after banger after banger. His vibe, you know, changed, almost kind of like slowed down the tempo of Afrobeats and Afropop music. Yeah. This new generation, they're doing something that's different that we haven't seen in a lot uh, in, in a, a couple of time, years, yeah. which is like R&B, soul, Afrobeats, vibes. They, they just really slowed it down. Up, yeah. yeah. So, so do you think, like, looking at the next rated um, category, do you think that in the last sort of three, four years, this has been the most competitive it is. Like, like, um, category? Absolutely. Yeah. Bella Schmider, you know, he's came, he, you know, he's basically come from nowhere, from the streets, that is now being touted as the voice of the streets. Yeah. We know how important street pop, street hip-hop, and, and street rappers and artists... He was have... nominated in another category, I think. Yeah, the, of course. The street, for the street, street pop, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the fact that he also was put in that category. We, we've seen what he'd done with the record with Olamide. We've seen what he's done with records with Latin, with, with a host of records. Yeah. He's been very, very successful. And to also Thames. Thames is darling of the industry at the yeah, moment. Yeah. You know... <laughs> it's going to be tough. <laughs> it's going to be tough. To, tough yeah. to, so, but I, I, I think the reason why there was not that many people saying anything was because it looked like Omali had, you know, the edge Aged on it. everybody just because of the success Agreed. he had in 2020. Agreed. So, yeah. But shout outs to everybody in that category. And the fact that when Omali went on stage to pick it up, he went there with Oxlade and Bella yeah, And that was the sign of unity that Afrobeats and Afropop culture needs. What, 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 what did that symbol and that image show to you? I think for me, it's funny we spoke about this as well. Yeah. Um, I feel like in the music industry, especially in Nigeria sometimes, the, the people always, some, they tend to, the fans sometimes tend to promote the, you know, clash, clash, okay, who's better out of this and this, but... You know what Omale did in that moment was, you know, was unity. Absolutely. And for me, I saw that, and you know, I got goosebumps just just rewatching Facts. the clips and just thinking, yo, this guy brought his people together. Facts. I said, look, this is almost saying like, look, we we won this. It's yeah, for, it's for all of us. So shout out to him, man. Like, you know, more power to him. I I really respect that. And I rate that. Yeah, and then um, another big winner was uh, obviously uh, Whiskey, who picked up uh, the Viewers Choice Awards. And the Artist of the Year. Now, the Viewers' Choice Awards, the minute I picked it up, I said on Twitter, um, to a lot of attacks, it has to be said, but obviously the Whiskey, the FC, they, they loved it. I said on Twitter that it's going to be very difficult to defeat Whiskey in a Viewers' Choice Awards category whenever he's nominated, especially in Africa. For his fans are one of the most consistent fan bases in pop music, period. I, I need to understand 
you know, how the viewer's choice is selected. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that it's from the fans. The fans vote. Yes. Vote, vote. Yes. Okay. So it's based on the success that, you know, the artists have had throughout the year. And then the viewer's choice is a voting category that's left to the fans. I think one thing we have to continually do is we have to continually celebrate Wizkid for what he's done for the culture mm. and what, the, what he's done for the scene, how he's been able to drive it, the barriers he's broken. So... For me, it's like you know we, we've we've we're celebrating him now, but there's so much more we have to give him. Give him his flowers right now in the moment. You know he's just released an amazing album. Yeah. You know you, what more can you say about Wiz? You know mm. you can't. You know he's he's a legend, man. He's a legend. What about the artist of the year category? A lot of people had their eyebrows raised for that because obviously you're going to be looking at everybody else. I was looking at who wasn't in that category, and the obvious one was you know we didn't see no Burner Boy. You know that for me that 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 was, you know. So that's one of the questions. Yeah. With the success of African Giant, which was released in August in 2019, um, coming into 2020, and then that the, you know the success, whether people like it or not, of Twice as Tall. It, it's I, you know it's, I think it's a bit unfair for people to judge Twice as Tall. Um, I've said that. Using African Giant as a... Absolutely. African Giant is a classic album. Exactly. There's no comparison there. Twice as tall, you judge it on its own. Exactly. If you look at Twice as Tall in itself, it's an amazing album. It's an amazing body of work. Yeah. But people will continue to use African Giant as a measuring measuring stick and that doesn't bode well for for anything that he puts out. They're consistently going to expect him to beat African Giant and... How do you beat that? You know, you. I, I think it might have been you. I heard talk yeah. about the Nas's album when we look at Illmatic. You know, a That's lot of people it. are gonna, always going to want him to do Illmatic. Yeah, but no, but he's not going to bring out other albums. Twenty years people down the still line, want an Illmatic. We're still talking about Illmatic no, as a classic album of twenty years ago. However, we've appreciated Nas's talent going forward since then. His battle and beef with Jay Z was widely respected. Yep. You know, so we have to look at. You know, what Burner Boy did with African Giant, a fantastic classic album. Oh. And then what he's done with Twice As Tall. Yes, a lot of people still have questions about Twice As Tall. The sounds might be a little bit very varied. It might not be for you or whatever. What I say to yeah. people is this, and I consistently say it. When you put out an album that has about 10, 12, 13, 14 songs, and at least seven, six, seven, eight songs are to your target market, You've done, you've done well. You've done well. You've done well. You put 13 tracks out and seven of them are to your target art. Bro, you've, you've done and well. And that's what I say. I, I, I always start at Onyeka, Bebo, Koma, uh, 2023, uh, Bank on it. You know, yeah. I know Fivex. You know, you've hits, hit there's me. Hits, there's hits. You know, so the minute I've seen all of those records that I'm happy with, he could do whatever he like. He has earned the rights to do whatever he likes on an album, especially haven't put out his fifth album, I believe it is. That gives you the right Absolutely. to I, do whatever you like. I'm, I'm going to put it to you, Shopsy, from yes. an insider perspective. Yes. Why do you think Burner Boy, you know, when looking at yeah. all of the, these things that we, we've spoken yeah. about, why do you think he wasn't in any of the categories? I think it's probably going to be a relationship thing. Exactly. I, yeah. I, I'll be honest okay. with you. I think it, because first of all, he's in Nigeria at the moment. Mm. The Headies Awards, I, I've been one of the people that have said publicly that African award ceremonies needs to be treated with a lot of respect that we treat the international award ceremonies. Yeah. If we don't celebrate ourselves at home, why are we running 
are looking for validation internationally. Nobody understands our culture, our music, our people, our fans more than the organizations at home. That's one. And I try to plead to the artists as well that regardless of how successful you become, it's always nice that we still celebrate at this incredible home-based award ceremonies. You have to understand the biggest hip-hop artists and the black American superstars, regardless of their their dream of, of the Grammys or whatever, the BET Awards is one incredible night that a lot of them fail to, to they don't, they always want to attend it and they always want to celebrate it because it's by us for, for us. You know, so that's very, very important. But going back to the Bonner Boy situation, you know, I know he's back home in Nigeria. And I felt that, you know, the 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 I'm I'm sure I don't know the backings in there, but I would have expected that, you know, the Hedy's Awards organizers would have reached out to him. David O flew out on the day of the awards. We saw it publicly, private jet with the fam and the crew. He flew back to Lagos. He went to America. On the day of the awards. Yeah. So instantly, when you see that, yeah, but for me, I was happy to see Whiskey there because of how important Whiskey is to the culture and him showing up at, you know, a Nigerian awards ceremony sends a strong message to the young up and coming talent. He's the people's champ. To say (laughs) that this ceremony still means, means a lot to me. It does. It is a subtle message mm. that the young artists, even no matter how big Fireboy or Joe Boy or O'Malley gets in the future, they will remember that the Hedy's Awards still means something to me. Absolutely. And people always talk about why sometimes does Wizkid, you know, always get it right with decision-making. I'll be honest with you, I don't know. But he gets it right at the crucial time. Yeah. Showing up, at that award ceremony, so we instantly, the videos on social media triggered us that we were watching it online. We we're like 20, 30,000 strong on YouTube, watching it internationally from our homes, wherever around the world. And that's in addition to the millions that were watching it live on TV in Nigeria. And I can assure you, one of the triggers was the social media clip that's filmed Whiskey <laughs> walking into the building. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you, those things are very important. And I think, again, that it has to be a relationship situation. And sometimes I also have to, you know, admit in our culture, I don't think our artists have gotten to the position where they are comfortable with going to award ceremonies and they lose out. You know, and they don't win. So being nominated and not and not taking I don't award, think yeah. we've gotten to that well yet. Mm. And maybe that's a part that we need to educate some of our artists at and say, yo, that that the Hedy's Award night should be a night when everybody comes to party. Absolutely. So the, the after parties should be just as glamorous as the after parties of the Oscars or the Grammys or whatever. It should not just be the award alone. That night should be a night when entertainers see each other for the first time in maybe the whole year. Everybody cleans up, mops up good, and comes to have fun. Takes their selfies. (laughs) Yes, and maybe even find ways to collaborate from that. 
What's up, my people? My name is Adi Shopeolaji, the AKA Shopsidu, AKA the Energy God, and I'm officially on Fanbase. Now, Fanbase is a partner of Adi Shopeolaji, the official Afrobeats podcast. So you can hit me up on there if you have any questions about getting into the music industry, about the Afrobeats culture, and I'll specifically speak to you. Like I said, I'm giving free advice on Fanbase at the moment, so make sure you join Fanbase and hit me up for more information. But most of our entertainers, I believe some of them feel like, yo, man, if I ain't winning nothing, man, I might as well not turn up. Yeah. And yo, maybe I also heard in the grapevine that Whiskey was flying private jet from Ghana to Lagos for the Hedges Award. That means something. <laughs> you understand what I mean? Yeah. So instantly, we need to find a way to, to get beyond the, the gongs to start thinking about the ceremony the celebration of talent, the celebration of art and creativity and the incredible efforts that some of these organizers put to the table. And, and, and hopefully one day we will be able to see, can you imagine a Hedy's Award that has the Artist of the Year nominees, Whiskey, David O, Tiwa, Burner Boy, and all four of them were in the yeah. building. God! Damn it. I think we need to start celebrating nominations. I That's feel like I'm even saying. as a nomination, look, I've Grab been nominated. Oh my, that is that in itself. The is Grammy like, Award nomination five, is big. Five people. It's almost like saying five. This year, these five people have got the best five tracks, or this year, these five people got the best best five albums. Just being nominated enough alone is enough for celebration. And that culture, that idea that look, I've been in that category of top five should be celebrated. Absolutely, you know, so. man. Absolutely. So we need to look at that a lot more. But shout outs to the Hedy's Award organizers and all the people, all the winners, all the nominees, all the people that made incredible music in the last 12 months. You know, we appreciate you all. And Nini Olamen, before I go, I have to talk about Nini's, Nini's acceptance, walking on stage and just giving it that blow of her voice. I, I really have to big up Nini. And one of the th things, you know, that we've spoken about, and I've seen it on social media a little bit, there was this thing about like her, that Tenny coming and that, like, you know, her living in the shadow of Tenny now in these times, but Nini is, you know, she's she's standing on her own two feet. If anything, she's still got the the quality, the the essence, everything that brought her into the limelight in the first place. So shout out to her, it was really nice to see her pick up an award. Nini Ola, I've got to be honest with you. First of all, um, we, we, we the, <clears throat> the fans and the audience are responsible for a lot of nonsense yeah, a lot. within the industry. And mm. we have to be honest with ourselves. Um, Nini Ola or Tenny coming coming into the culture has absolutely nothing to do with Nini's talent. And the beauty of both sisters is they have two completely different, different sounds. Sounds and identities totally and styles. Yeah. Now coming back to Nini Ola, um, she had a year where she had the biggest record, arguably, in the world. Yeah. Maradona, Maradona. Let's, let's be real with ourselves. Huge. <laughs> was beyond our borders. Yeah. Maradona smashed it from Nigeria to South Africa to Miami to Italy Big. to Paris. Big tune. Biggest record. Unfortunately, you know, um, again, maybe she didn't get enough celebration at that time and the highlights and obviously other things were happening. Other artists were dropping different things. I think she picked up a couple of awards that year. But... To see her still get a nomination, especially for her latest album, mm. uh, Colors and Sounds, which has collaborators like Afrobeat, Timberland in there, uh, Nonsu Amadi in there. You mm. know, these are Femi Kuti in there. Absolutely. You know, this is a, another fantastic piece of work that displays the array of sounds. 
that we produce out of Africa when it comes to the music. And that lady, I tell you what, has an amazing voice. She's amazing. And that's what she did on stage. Plus, she's got an R&B EP about to drop. Oh. Yeah, listen. That's, that's inside the knowledge, right? That, yeah, but she's <laughs> even put it out oh, now. She put it out, okay. She's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's told people that yeah. it's about to drop. So mm. you will catch what this woman is about. Yeah. She is crazy. With I, lo the I love her energy, man. I yeah. love Nini's energy. I love how she, you know, we spoke, we interviewed her not yeah. too long ago. And, you know, just the way her her aura, aura and her, aura. her love for the for music as well. It's not so much about the fame. Obviously, we understand how she, she came into the limelight. Yeah. She had to do it an unconventional way yeah. through the award system. Yeah. And But, you know, I just love her love for music. Mm. You know, her passion. When you speak to her, She's very passionate about it. Absolutely. And, you know, and I she's an Ekiti girl as well. So oh, that's okay. the, she's got the energy, <laughs> the same type of energy that flows through us. Jeez. Do you understand okay. what I mean? I uh, and finally, another award winner that I was super excited about. I really, really did. What's that song? Ladipo oh. featuring Simi. Yeah. I want to know you. That record came out of nowhere. <laughs> and took off like crazy. Yeah. Ladipo is an incredible rapper affiliated with Maven's Records, had been doing his thing for years. And to finally get a little bit of, you know, that splash of approval, yeah. that made me feel good. I like Ladipo, man. Like, you know, being a rapper in the industry is, is difficult. It yeah. is difficult. Tough. And, Tough. you know, I, I just feel like sometimes you just have to, you know, just be patient, take a step back, and maybe reevaluate your delivery. And mm. I feel like the, the, the collaboration with Simi in itself was, was, was genius. Field. Was left field. Was genius. Yeah. So shout out to Ladi Paul, man. He deserves everything he's getting right now. Well, staying in Nigeria at the Headies Awards, where award-winning comedian and co-host of the show, Bovi, cast a stare on social media when he cracked a joke <laughs> as he saw Whiskey in the audience. He said Whiskey pretty much blows artists he collaborates with, which basically means he makes them bigger when he features them. Uh, he went ahead to mention names such as Duncan Mighty and Tiwa Savage, to which fans of the superstar Tiwa Savage rebuilt the comment, with some saying both his comments were misogynistic and sexist. So let's take a listen. Come on, this is our international superstar. Share some love. We skated in the building. Round of applause, guys. We skated in the building. You know, I pray for whiskey's type of grace because I actually first whiskey blue, but now I feel like upcoming. Uh -uh. <laughs> no, no, you'll be human being, no strong one. I agree. You know, I like Wiz, other artists as well, but especially Wiz, you know, you, you don't even need to talk. Ingo mm. just tweet love. Mm. Boom. You, you tweet emoji. You think work on people's emotions. I swear. Wiz, whether you feature him or he feature you, Wiz will blow you. You don't mean it. Oh, yeah. Actually, even people who don't blow before, uh, they, either they feature whiskey, whiskey feature them, uh, they go blow more. Uh, yeah? Like who? You blow Duncan Mighty. You blow Tiwa. I won't follow terms on social media. I know they've been doing some studio work lately, so I know say you go blow them. Wait, wait, I bet you don't blow them. Because people have a song together. Right? Right. Hmm. I bet whiskey there. Eh? If you get any time, I bet you go try blow us. I bet you find no, 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 you can blow you, me. I, I blow. 
I'm blown. But we, I thought we were together on this. I'm blown. <laughs> <laughs> I can blow myself. Well, we've all watched that video. We've seen um, the joke. What are your thoughts, your initial thoughts, when that happened? I was watching it live. So when that happened, what were your thoughts? For me, I just, you know, Nigerian comedy, you have to just understand what Bobby was trying to do. He wasn't talking about blowing her literally mm. as an artist. Obviously, he started with Duncan Mighty, so that might have... He's a comedian, and as a comedian, you have to be very genius in the way you deliver some of your comedy. Like, he, he spoke about blowing. He ended it with saying, telling his co-host, like, when his co-host said, yeah. he'll blow us. He said, no, be no, me, no, you go no, blow. Me. I'm you blown go, already. I'm blown already, you go blow. You. So, oh, like, you know, as if you're Nigerian and you're, in fact, if you're African, you don't even need to be African yeah. to understand what he was trying to say. I think, you know, so it's just, it was comedy and I think, like, some people took it a bit too far with their, you know, we understand what Bobby was trying to say. You know, I, think, I, I understand. I think, that. first, when I saw him say, oh, Whiskey is in the building, I was thinking, oh, oh. <laughs> Because I knew he was going to go somewhere with yeah, this. Yeah. And the minute he was like, ah, you blow, anybody you feature or collaborate with, you they blow him. You blow Duncan Mighty. That was the first punch. Because Duncan Mighty, again, is one of the superstars of Afrobeat's music yeah. who's been successful for a long time. However, Wizkid's recent collaboration with Duncan Mighty brought him, out brought of, him yeah, back, back. Yeah. to the surface. So, you know, when he said that, a lot of people within the industry would understand what he meant by yeah. him blowing Duncan Mighty. But when he went to Tiwa Savage, obviously it was a two-edged, double-edged sword. In the sense that fans and, and, and observers would think, mm, what is he trying, trying to, to say, say here? Yeah. Is he trying to go back to, to the normal viral stories or maybe both of them were in a relationship? Or was he trying to talk about him, you know, literally making her more popular that's with the, the collaboration. That's the genius in his comedy. That's the genius <laughs> and the freedom of a creative, what a creative should have. With regards to the collaboration, obviously when Whiskey collaborates with anybody, you get a lot more popu you know, popularity for the project or the content than you would with any jack coming from the Afrobeats industry. Yeah, so yeah. that's not something to contend. However, uh, you know, with with. The female artists, you know, with the likes of Tiwa Savage and a lot of her colleagues, we've become, us fans have become a little bit more sensitive yeah. because we feel like they are easy targets. Easy targets, yeah. You know, they're easy targets. Oh, there you go. They're going to talk about Tiwa Savage <laughs> and Whiskey again. You, do you understand what I mean? So yeah. it was almost like all the fans were like, no, I hope you don't. <laughs> <laughs> like, I did, yo, yo, the minute is that, oh, I'm like, no. Nah. But I, I saw one when people talked about misogynistic and sexist. I I I, I just want to say, personally, I didn't think it was. I think we have to understand the difficult roles that comedians have to play in entertainment. Yeah. Sometimes they find the most uncomfortable way to crack jokes mm. or to pass messages, yeah. and their their art. It's, that's where the genius is. Yeah. And even though you, we might be the victim of that gunshot when you're <laughs> sitting in front of the stage and you hate it, yeah. we still have to allow them a little bit more freedom to, to, you know, just to crack a little bit of a joke and take it with a pinch of salt. You know, to the Tiwa Savage fans, which I'm one of, I, I, I was ready to swing. <laughs> and I felt it too. But I also just understood. giggled yeah. and understood exactly what he was saying. Yeah. And yo, they went for him 
hard the morning after, bro. Hard. Twitter yeah. was crazy. And Whiskey, the, the funny thing was, shout out to Femi sitting next to Whiskey. When he said, ah, you blowed on Kamaiti, Femi was like, hmm? Even though Whiskey was giggling. And when he said Tiwa Savage, Femi was like, what? Relax. <laughs> Yo, relax. <laughs> so, yeah, man, that was, that was very, very funny. But we have to understand that these guys deserve their, their, their artistic freedom yeah. and just a little bit more creativity, man. That, that's what they do. They shock value Absolutely. when it comes to comedians. Now, over to the USA, uh, where a recent video went viral showing iconic musician Stevie Wonder telling TV legend Oprah Winfrey that he can't wait to move to Ghana. The singer said he didn't like how black people were being treated in the USA and was ready to relocate to Ghana permanently. Let's take a listen. Uh, I promise you, if you do the right thing, I'll give you this song. I'll give it to you. You can have it. Because I want to see this nation smile again. Oh. And I want to see it before I leave to travel to move to Ghana. Because I'm going to do that. You're going to move permanently to Ghana? I am. You are? Why? Because I, I, I don't want to see my... <clears throat> Children's children's children have to say, oh, please like me, please, please respect me. Please know that I'm important. Please value me. What kind of is that? My brother, uh, Stevie Wonder, uh, one of the greatest musicians to walk the face of this earth, has done it for decades, continuously being successful, an incredible uh, writer, singer, performer, everything. Um, one of them most recognizable voices and faces within black culture as a whole. Mm. When you heard that, that clip of him saying he was looking forward to moving to Ghana permanently, what were your thoughts? Two things. First mm. thing is, okay, so you want to move to Ghana. So what you're saying is you're not you're unhappy about your current situation in the United States. Mm. So your, your decision is to leave the situation, not speak out because, you know, Maybe I'm too young to remember, but I, I, I really can't remember Stevie Wonder as someone who has really spoken out that much mm. ab about what the current situation is in America. So, you know, I so think... So in the last one year? In the, uh, in the or, last... In the last, last I'll say, like, in my time, because mm. I don't know, like, you're from he's a different probably, generation. He's definitely... He probably has, but yeah, he hasn't has been as vocal as some other artists. Yeah. I, I would have liked to see Stevie Wonder be a bit more vocal about what's going on in America the race relations, speak out about what's going on. I wouldn't always say, like, the solution is to run to another country. Now, running to Ghana, if, you, if you, your decision is to go to Ghana, great, because that's, like, uh, like Africa, Nigeria. We've always promoted that. Black Americans and people who don't, you know, you talk about African power, black power, whatever, but you don't actually come to Africa to see what it's like. If your decision now is to move to Africa, stick to it and come. Come mm -hmm. to Africa. Oh, like if it's Nigeria, we're, we're, we're open. Yeah, no, nah, it's not you. Nigeria, bro. Yeah, but it's Ghana. Everybody I can't, loves I can't, Ghana. I can't, I can't say we're wel we welcome you because I'm not from Ghana, but you know, but I'm sure Ghanaians will welcome you. What are you talking arms. about? You First know? of all, my thoughts were this. Um, like you said, um, Stevie Wonder, I believe, has been at the forefront of you know fighting for racial justice, great, great. Um, and has used this you know his his mouthpiece and his his profile to speak out against injustice. Obviously, mm. because he has an, a visual impairment, it puts mm. him in a in a position where some of the the forefronts that you would see other people, it'll be a little Agreed. bit more challenging yeah. for somebody with a visual impairment to, to be out there. However, he uses his, his voice and his personality, his popularity to speak out. What I got straight away when he mentioned the fact that he was going to Ghana was like, damn, 
Ghana got that free publicity again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh my days. You know, me, me, Nicki Minaj. You know, we've got Popcorn. Now we've got Stevie Wonder. Whiskey has been living in Ghana for three months. Banner Boy's in Ghana. David O's been out there. Uh, Yemi Alade's been out there. Right now, Victoria Kimani. I went out there. I, I can't wait to go back. Yeah. But we keep, like, Ghana needs to be applauded for how they have managed to open their doors to the rest of the world and make every visitor feel so comfortable yeah. that we can't wait to return. Yeah. Bob Marley, you know, the, the, his, his, his wife Ghana, is there. Yeah. Listen, Ghana right now, the kind of post, uh, pro, uh, what's it called? promotion they're getting, publicity they're getting, this is what countries spend millions of dollars with PRs, PR officials I'll put it to, to you. kind of create. What do you think that is? What is it that Ghana is doing that other African countries are not doing? Okay. First of all, Ghana has connected with the diaspora in a way that other Africans, other African countries haven't done. In the last two years, with the year of return in 2019 and the announcement of the year of return in 2018, December, which saw at least 40 black influencers from America, from Boris Kojo to Ibro, Ibro Darden, a lot of them going to Ghana to announce with the president to say 2020, 2019 December was going to be the year of return where black people from around the world can return home and Ghana was officially going to open their doors to say, if you're looking for a place to call home, Ghana will be your home. That was a masterstroke by the government, by the president, by the tourism sector, and, and that opened the door to the benefits that Ghana is reaping right wow. now. 2019 had Afro Nation in Ghana, Afro Chela in Ghana, and still Beyonce's mom was in Ghana. Yeah. You know, Ludacris and his wife was in, they had every, Akon was there. What they did with publicly saying to all black people, especially black people in diaspora, you know, from Latin America to United States of America, who have craved to connect back with Africa to say, yo, if you're still looking for a place to call home, come one, on. you can come here. We've got a lot of the historical connections that you'd like to see. They still have the slave dungeon. They still yeah. have, you know, the, the point of no return. Yeah. They still have incredible tourism sites that you can go to. Plus, the people are just absolutely welcoming. welcoming yeah. The minute, and you know, they, you put all of that in one pot, it makes it so tantalizing you want to go there dj abbas said something to me he said if you go on youtube and type my ghana experience the videos just keep coming Hiding. you and mm. that is promo that was never paid for so yeah. to see another superstar like stevie wonder you know express his disappointment with how black americans were being treated in the united states of america but his joy at going to where he feels people will treat him the right way as a black person. At this age, he's in his 70s. Yeah. But he was saying oh, it boldly. At, I'm yeah, sure yeah. he'd be in his 70s. Mm. Saying it boldly that he's going home to Ghana. That, for me, deserves a round of applause. Listen. Most, most definitely. I think it's huge. I think it's huge. You know, I did start with the other side in that I, I just do feel like, you know, Amer black Americans, mm. like, are in, in America. You can't, 
Not the all tide of them. is changing. The tide is changing, but everyone's, changing. everyone's not going to change at the same time. No. They're li- where they're living, yeah. they needs, there needs to be respect. And we saw through, the, you know, the, the Black Lives Matter marches and we saw, you know, the, the uprising of racial equality and everything yeah. in America in the last year, especially in the Trump era. But I still feel like there needs to be they need to there needs to be consistency with that. Don't don't just, just run, leave, leave and just but leave it that. also can yeah. be argued and said that one of the reasons you had a lot more confidence with the younger generation of Black Americans who stood up uh, in 2020 was because a lot of them have now uh, become more comfortable with the fact that they've reconnected with their heritage. Yeah, People have started to take DNA tests that even though they haven't been to Gabon or they haven't been to Ghana, yeah. they can officially say that my ancestors are from, from Nigeria. Nigeria. Yeah. That alone, even if you haven't been to that country, you could go on Google and do your research about yeah. what tribe particularly your DNA links to. Yeah. And that gives you a tinge of confidence. That's I know I say to yeah. my kids, you know, like, yo, even though you're, you know, you're born here, you're on Ekiti Princess. <laughs> you know, this is what happens in Ekiti. I show them videos, blah, blah. My daughter went, and it was a different They'll feeling. from London. <laughs> when she went back home to hang out with her grandpas, yeah. when she came back, she was a different person, Amazing. you know. So mm. I know how that feels, and I believe that contributed to a lot more confidence that we've seen in the black people in America, a lot of people talking openly about reconnecting with Africa and wanting to go home. But I'm just thinking, Ghana, man, you're getting the free promo <laughs> too much. Big up Ghana, man, absolutely. Now, speaking of Ghana, the king of the news in Ghana, Shatawali, has made the headlines for another week. It's impossible, bro. We, like, it, this guy has been five straight weeks making the headlines. Let me first say, like, Shat is actually one of my favourite artists in Ghana. Like, he, he's, my top, he's my top five favourite artists in Ghana. Absolutely. So, it's just, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, the dancehall superstar has hit the headlines for a variety of reasons, with the first being his response to rapper Yapono's tweet saying him and Shata Wale should engage in a beef because the industry is dull at the moment. Now, Shata Wale responded saying, and I quote, we wouldn't be giving any underground artist any hype anymore. Why don't you go to upcoming artists such as Patapa, end quote. Now, Patapa, on the other hand, took that badly, saying he was disappointed with Shatawali's response and shade at him by posting a screenshot of, of the tweet on his Instagram page saying he was disp- disappointed because he rates Shata highly and calls him his godfather. Plus, people in the industry didn't, they don't give him the respect that he deserves in the game. Yeah. The one corner star finished by saying he serves a living God yeah. and the tables shall turn very soon. Speaks like a true African, isn't it? Really it? Does. I serve a living, living God. God. You never fail. <laughs> I serve a living God. <laughs> you know, we are in our corners, in our room, we're always, uh, we have that moment where you're thinking, you know, Okay. God will we'll show, show up you. for yeah. me. You know, what yeah. are your thoughts about this story again? Shatter free patapa under the bus, man. <laughs> you can't, you can't do that, Shatter man. You can't just like rub. If you wanted to rub, if you want to rubbish someone, don't just throw another person another under the bus. And, and I understand with the whole beef thing, yeah. Like it's, it's a bit. You know, there's no, it's there's dead. no need for it. It's dead, man. Like you know, we you spoke about the headies where we're talking, we're promoting unity yeah. in, the, in the scene. There's so many other ways that you could. Um, you know, vibe up the scene or, or you know, yeah. you know, pump it up with some energy. 
not not a beef, man. No one wants to see like people battling unless it's a, it's, funny, a it's a battle. But like, the funny thing, know. yeah, there's a current battle in Ghana at the moment with Shatawale and Samini, yeah. where Shata has actually responded to a Samini diss track, which a lot of people have already said was like, you know, it's very unusual. Shatawale doesn't is yeah. not responding to a lot of people, people. who is saying that it's beneath. Well, him, he knows but, he knows he looks at Samini and he goes like, yeah, I got this like is this is guy. this is the guy. I'm uh, not gonna let it go, let yeah, it get away. Yeah. You know, so like for me, I just feel like yo, know, I, I, lo I love how Shata Shatter moves in terms of like musical ability, yeah. his collaborations, body of work, everything musical. I love it. But some of the things Shatter does sometimes, I just think Shatter, why now? Why, why? And it's why? comfortable, especially why? on Instagram. Like, you see how it goes like, in. It just goes in. Like, I just think like you know, Shatter. Like sometimes I challenge, just chill, bro. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, like, I, and once again, I feel that the person that suffered the most in this is a Pata. Pata. You know, that's unfair. Was like man was just minding his business and he just got thrown in the bus. <laughs> You know, front on the bus, so that's I just feel like, you know, shut and relax. That's man. what it means when yeah. they say you cut a stray bullet. <laughs> he cut a stray. He caught a stray. <laughs> you know, it was unfair. It was a bit unfair. And, you know, I get what he was saying with regards to, like, you know, what's Not the point of what's the yeah. behavior? Yeah. But, you know, yeah, he shouldn't have done that to Patapa. Yeah, man, that's true, though. Patapa, you know, Patapa in, in the last couple of months just got married to his German uh, bride. They had, mm. like, a big wedding in Ghana where he says, you know, he wants to take Ghanaian music international, man. He, you know, my man still. That, he, man? that was a big record. That one corner, one corner, one corner. Hey! I'm to sing it, but yeah. <laughs> Everybody loved that record, man. Big tune. Especially because it came with a dance. A question to ask you: Is it possible for an Afrobeats record to be a super smash without a dance attached to it nowadays? I, I think I think yes. Now, now obviously we're in times where there's TikTok, social media. We know that social media has the the power to blow. <laughs> now going back to Bobby's tune to blow <laughs> Bobby's language to blow anything. But you know, I feel like there there is still a way we we still can do it. When we you know when we go back, look at One Dance. I mean, One, one Dance had how many billion streams yeah. of just a collaboration. You know, so you know it, it's it is possible. I think we're, there's a lot of reliance now on you know, a dance move or, or some social media challenge. But I think, you know, the, with the right artist and the, and the right song and the right collaboration, I think it can. What, so, are, what are the angles that you would say you'd advise an artist other than this extremely powerful TikTok, that Instagram dance challenges? What areas would you advise an artist to look at promoting and marketing their songs, plus, you know, selecting their collaborations to ensure that they get a big record or success from that collaboration. So, so first and foremost, the song the song has got like I, I can't give any artist any advice on how to make a hit song, mm. a hit record. That's one thing I can't. I take myself Facts. out of the ring for that. Facts. I'm not I'm not that guy. One thing I can do is like you know if you've got a good song like you know with the potential to be a hit hit record. What, one thing you got you got to do the basics and you've got to reconnect with like people in the media and promote that song like your life depends on it. And when I say your life depends on it, I'm not saying like look. You know, just don't forget about everything else you promote. I'm just saying you, you release one song, promote that like it's the only song that you have. And when I say promote that, is like reconnecting with, you know, the, 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 the people in the industry that have the ability to reach out to even 100 people. Mm. This person has the ability to reach out to 200 people. Mm. This person has the ability to reach out to 1,000 people. You need to do, you need to be like Wizkid. You know, mm. honestly, I, just, mm. I feel like, you know, mm. when Wizkid released his, his most recent album, I feel like he really did his media rounds. I think mm. there were some places that he didn't go by. Yeah, he, didn't, like, go, he, didn't, he didn't touch everybody. Bro. He didn't touch everybody, but I he still feel like he, he reconnected with some people where... Some people. I, I, you, based on people, relationships. Based on relationships, yeah. you know, so... They, 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 I, still, I still have a lot to say about, you know, <laughs> I still have a lot to say about, you know, some of our big stars, stars. and how they move, you know. Yeah. I think we have to ensure that we let the entertainers know yeah, that when you are big 
it is time for you to also share the spotlight on some of the platforms that have tried to elevate that have elevated you to that status because when you become when you start to have fledgling careers mm. those are the media houses that you would have to return to mm. now if you haven't empowered them to get to a position where they can drag you up they won't be able to do anything exactly. to you when you're no longer hot exactly. now uh, the biggest problem our artists always have, and we say this all the time, when they become superstars, they're looking into somebody else's yard. They want to go run into Ebro, want to go run into this person, that person. The person that who's not, he's not going to connect with you when you don't have a hot record. I tell you, four, three, four years ago, I know people that the likes of Ebro were very happy to interview. Yeah. Today, they ain't going to pick up your call yeah. because you're, you're, you, know, you ain't got a hot record. We gotta be honest with ourselves, and that's true. And we need to tell our people that you have to. When you're big, that's when you must go to your Cool FMs, your Beat FMs. You must go to your Represent Radio, your Rinse FM. Go there because people will follow your spotlight to those places. Also empower those places, and when you become cold, you can easily make a phone call, and they can make you hot once again. Yeah. Absolutely. But when you take your flames to people that only want you when you're flaming hot. Yeah. Trust me, things. I've, I've, I've seen I've seen it happen too many times. Too like, many you know, times. I mean, they come, bro. they come in, they send you yeah. a track. I'll play this, and then the moment they get a, a, a they're, bit they're, of shine, they're running they're to other places. They're gone, and then you try, maybe you try and message them, or you know, you, you got any they're album? No, no response. But do you know what it is? I, I I don't take it too personal. I just feel like the yeah. game is the game is the game, and you know, you remember that, and you just keep keep doing because we we do it for the love of it. Yeah. We don't do it for anything. You know, we do it because we're passionate about it. Yesterday so. we were on a clubhouse where we were talking about you know. Uh, it was media personalities, the likes of Dotun from Nigeria, Maxwell from Ghana, Remy Bergs, DJ Edu, myself, you know. Yeah. Um, a lot of people in the room talking about, you know, how artists should really connect with media personalities and keep those relationships hot and, and moving. And like you said, a lot of people within the, the, the media space, within the Afropop culture, we're at the bottom of the food chain. You know, a lot of people in this, in this work that we're doing ain't making a dime from it. Do you understand? So people are working and busting their ass based off of passion. Yeah. So whatever ways that the artists can use their platforms and their statuses to give them a little bit of push and a little nod and just to, just to encourage them into different positions, it's very important. You're not only you know, helping give them a push, you're also opening the door so somebody else can come and leverage on that. And, and, and I say that to say this, uh, a lady asked a question in that room, asking how, you know, East African musicians, Kenyan musicians and Tanzanians and Ugandans could get the type of exposure the Nigerians and maybe the, uh, the Ghanaians are currently getting. And I said, first of all, the marquee artists and superstars from Kenya have to realize that you investing into other territories is not only about your own success. It's not. It opens the door for the younger artists from Kenya coming your way. Absolutely. So if you're a Saudi soul, if you're Ali Kiba, if you're Diamond Platinums, it's important, the Shatawale, Stone Boy, to go into Nigeria, go and do the marketing, come into London, go into the markets that, that celebrate this culture so that other people from your spot will be able to, to get a look in. Simply put. But people think about themselves alone. So it's like, I'm big, man. I don't need to go down there. Exactly. Nah, it's not only about you. Yeah. And we need to start thinking about other people coming behind us. That's the Absolutely. only way that we would 
reinvigorate this industry, re-energize this industry and take it to the level and the heights that it's supposed to be in. Absolutely, know? absolutely. You know? Totally agree with you 100%. Yeah, well, back to the USA, uh, where superstar rapper Boosie Badass caught fire on social media for comments. You're already laughing at this one. He made about comedian Steve Harvey's daughter, Laurie Harvey's relationship history. Now, the beautiful young lady is officially dating actor Michael B. Jordan, who a lot of women lost over, by the way. <laughs> I've got to be honest with you. After allegedly dating a few guys in the entertainment industry uh, in recent times. Now, Boosie said during an interview with Vlad TV that he shouldn't, she shouldn't be given credit for a relationship history, but the man should be commended, commended for dating her and not making her a wife. Let's take a listen, though. I wake up to all these Lord Harvey fans on my ass. How about I'm hating on Lord? What I want, what I want to hate on Lord for? I just say y'all got it up saying that's goals. If you saying that's goals, that means you want your daughter to seven or eight, nine in a couple months in the industry. If that's goals, if that's cool with you for your daughter doing that, then I can't say. But what's wrong with y'all is y'all salute the woman who get passed around, but y'all dog the woman who stick by they when they over. Y'all dog the real who stick by they. You heard me? But y'all salute the who go from hand to hand. The world up, but the woman who stick by her find her one find her one celebrity and stick by that. She's stupid. The world fucked up. I'm just a speaker. The world fucked up. Boosie Badass's comments were that the guys that have, in his own quote, run through her, should be the ones that are congratulated, not her. What are your thoughts about his comments? I think Boosie needs to be careful, man. Boosie, I don't, Jay is, I, I don't, I don't really like t talking like Boosie is a date like. Some of the way he delivers his messages, yeah, is is a bit is very triggering. Now, yeah. now the situation with um, what was her name? Laurie, Laurie Harvey. Laurie Harvey. Yeah. I feel like you know, everyone's entitled to her past. Everyone's entitled to her history. She's been yeah. very selective with her history. Yeah. She only dates people in the industry. Yeah. That, that that's her choice. I'm not I'm not here gonna point. She's dated this. One thing I would point out is that you know I, I was a bit confused about her dating. Diddy and his son, yeah. his son first. That was a bit confusing. I didn't understand that. Yeah. How do you go from someone's son to the from the son to the father? You know that 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 blew my mind. However, I've been said I've been said that I just feel like as as men, it's not our role to like you know point out and say look this person has done this because everyone has a history. Yeah, you know I'm saying you can't then say look because she's dated that person, that person, that person. I should celebrate it because I've been through it. What, what, what kind of celebration is that? What is Boosie talking about? <laughs> let me tell you. Like, let me, to lie, now, man. what I'm always saying is let's flip this. Let's just flip, flip the story. Yeah. If it was Michael B. Jordan, who's been with six of the most desirable women in Hollywood in the last seven months, we will be applauding him. I like no one's going to say, oh, we should be celebrating the women that's been with Michael B. Jordan, <laughs> not Michael B. What is he talking about? Come on, man. Like, I think it comes back to the uncomfortable conversation of misogyny and sexism. Yeah. It's one, good for the women, or good for the guys, but it's not good, good for, for the women. For the women yeah. He said something that also caught my attention, and I thought I'd ask you know, yourself and Colour in the room. He said, oh, 
or, or, or if people are saying it's okay and celebrating her, would you like your daughter to, to would, would you like that to be your daughter? And I thought to myself, how dare he say that? What are, what are your I thoughts I, about I that? I let, I let <laughs> so you got yeah. Nah, nah, so Carla, what are you gonna say, man? I'm 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 throwing the question to producer in the background. I don't think he has his microphone, but he can speak loud, definitely. What are your thoughts? When he said that, that was definitely triggering, <laughs> that was disrespectful, and I just thought like that was like a side jab, man. Ah, man. Yeah, you can't say nothing, either. I don't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. I think it's, it's, it's triggering. It's, um, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> it's just disrespectful, man. Yeah, it's, it's inflammatory. It's yes. inflammatory, that's the word. That's the word, that's the word. Inflammatory. yeah. Inflammatory. You're inflammatory. You're trying to cause something bigger out of a situation that's just not that big. Mm. That, you know, when mm. you flip the coin, it's, you know, like you said, yeah. when you flip the coin, you know, if it was Michael B. Jordan, we'd be applauding him. We'll be yeah. standing so up. Now, whether, would you like it to be your daughter? What is that supposed to mean? What was that supposed Absolutely. to mean? Yeah. What's the context behind that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. What I'm going to say? Mm. Yeah. So, and coming from Boosie's comments, um, it has to be said that Michael B. Uh, Jordan came out on social media and put a, a nice little post up for his baby girl and said, you know, I love you. You know, I love, Jeez. yeah, I love, you know, celebrated her on Valentine's Day. She came there, put a nice little comment on there. Listen, bro, that's one heck of a good looking couple. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan is the sexiest man alive, according to that magazine, uh, People's Choice magazine, I think it is. And Laurie Harvey, she fine. <laughs> I, mean, I think they said in that in that clip as well that right now Michael B. Jordan is the sort of the number one male black African Bro, male. He is the sexiest in man in the world. Yeah, People's so. Choice magazine. He is the. This is the first time that this is. I think he's the third black man in history. The first one was Idris Elba, I believe it is, mm. and he's the third to one. Beyond beat what People's Choice. Yeah, as oh, the wow. sexiest man. Wow. So yo. My man's there, and he's not only an actor; he's also a producer. He runs a film company. He's, you know, he's everything. He is the guy. <laughs> no, I, I just think Boosie's like he was out of pocket with that one. I'm not gonna lie; like, you know, Boosie's he's they lit he's, him he's, up on social media. He's, he's had he's had a, a few out of pocket um, comments in the past here that I've been able to take some. You know, I understand where he's coming from, but. He was out of pocket with that one. Yeah, relax, they lit, they lit him up yeah, yeah, on relax. social media yeah, yeah, yeah. where he, he had to come back and record another video saying, oh, you're lighting my ass. They lit him <laughs> up, you know. Social media trolls are not playing. They're not playing, man. Well, um, staying in the USA where this week popular rapper Bobby Schmurder was finally released from prison after spending six years in jail. Now, the rapper who famously refused to take a lighter sentence so him and his friend who was his co-defendant, could get around the same prison time instead of him coming home early and his friends spending a longer time in jail. The rapper was celebrated by the hip-hop community for actions considered honorable, which is opposite of the decision rapper Takashi 6ix9ine made. Now, 6ix9ine came, uh, what's it called? 6ix9ine spent two years in prison after turning on his former collaborators, who he claimed tried to kidnap and kill him, including sleeping with his girlfriend. Uh, that probably would make people turn into rats, right? Uh, anyway, uh, 6 9 continues to catch the headlines after um, recent videos of him and rapper Meek Mill engaging each other in a car pack after Meek Mill continuously slammed him for his actions and consistently called him a rat and a snitch 
which the hip-hop community frowns upon. Now, it has to be said that Bobby Shmurda was picked up with a private jet by his friend Quavo and flown to New York to meet family and friends where they had a party for his arrival, the likes of uh, Funk Flex, uh, Fabulous, uh, Rowdy Rebel, his former collaborator. All of them were in the room. It looked hunky-dory. Bobby Shmurda's back home. He grew 4 million Instagram followers within five days. Wow. Ha already has a documentary in the works. His album was platinum, didn't they? <laughs> branded, you know, I saw Karen Civil walking around in the background. She is the branding genius and social media tycoon expert. What are your thoughts, first of all, on Bobby Shmurda, Bobby Shmurda the... The Schmutter dance. So Schmutter I, I dance. mean, I mean, one thing I've, I've got to say is like, I just you really have to commend Bobby because he lived that life. Move closer sorry, to sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. He lived that life, yeah. and when you live that life, that you, you, you're you by by to, a certain code. And you have me, to take the circumstances. Me, I don't live by that life. You're, so you're, if there's any me to take that, I don't take it. I'm a civilian. <laughs> Who did it? It's him. It's not me. Yo, me, I don't live that life. Listen. So it was me. Um, me, I would have been out like four or five years ago. <laughs> listen, now this is the conversation because during the Drink Champs uh, interview of of uh, superstar Pharrell Williams, he said it there that, yo, you know, I pay my taxes. Uh, I'm, a I'm a civilian. And that's why yo. I tell you, don't do any rubbish thing around me because once the FBI come, I'm telling he did it, your honor, sir. <laughs> I'm not even. No, he, there's nothing he said that's capped there. Like, if I'm in, look, one thing you have to respect Bobby for is that the life that he lived, he he's he lived it all the way through that sentence. Mm. And and one, it's it's not easy to do a day in prison. He he did extra. Six, I don't know how many yeah, extra six. years. He did, he did six, six, so six years he had to in jail, like just yeah. to, so that his friend he's could come out come around at, the same time. Yeah. Otherwise, he would have done less. He time would have done about two years, and the friend could have done like. Roddy Rebel would have done like 12, eleven or twelve years. 12 years yeah. So like for me, that's commendable, man. And you really have to take your hat off to, to that because you know he saw it through. He understood what what, what was going on. And he felt like, look, at the end of the day, we did the crime. We're gonna do. We're gonna ride this together. But once again, what again, about I the flip side of the the celebrating of a a a a, uh, a criminal, an offender? What, what about that celebration? What, there was a big welcome home sign put on the New York Knicks uh, stadium. I think it was. You know, the news media went crazy. You know, even. Um, I, I'll be honest with you, white media outlets were, 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 were jumping on the bandwagon like, like, like they were secretly thinking, oh, man, another black one released from prison. But they're like, oh, yeah, welcome, Bobby Schmider. What about the image that that was uh, given yeah. and portraying the hip-hop community yeah. coming out in droves, the red carpet, private jet, you know, girls already in the plane to do whatever to Bobby Schmider because <laughs> he's just been out of prison in six yeah. years. What about that image of celebrating someone who had done wrong? So here's the thing. I, my thing is, look, someone who's, who's done wrong is a human being as well. Yes, like, And if you facts. go to jail and you, and you do your time and you've been... He's done more time than he really should have. He's yeah. a human being. Like, he yeah. deserves another chance. This is someone that he's 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 released music in the past that he's, celebra he's, he he's was a celebrated just, person. Song was he was on a, he was on a cusp of being the, on that the level. So, so like, you know, people can t turn around and say, oh, you know, why are we celebrating him? Blah, blah, blah. No, He's done his time, and there was, he's got. He, he's went to that. Like I just, I just, I don't understand why. And I feel like there's a lot of the right wing media that always look at people who've done 
time and just look at them like, oh, yeah, they why don't are you being celebrated? But they've, yeah. they've just come out of jail. Yeah. They've done it. What more do you want yeah. for them? Do you want to kill them? They've paid their time. They've paid it. They've done they their time. They've paid their dues. Man. You know, so I just think like, celebrate someone who acknowledges like, look, I've done, done wrong. I've come wrong. out. I'm, I've come out to do positive. Hmm. Celebrate that person. You know, because we don't know like, circumstances and how they've been brought up and the things that they've Facts. done. We don't know why they've the done the difficulties that they've come from. So we can't. We can't. And there was a little clip that's gone viral on social media where he was at the club. And uh, a lady tried to offer him drinks, and he just said no to that. He said, I have my bottle of water, thank you. Oh, Yeah, bro, I like I, even it, though I'm out here partying, my eyes are still open, because now somebody might spike my spike drink, my drink and you don't I know. go and do a piss test, and I've, I've thrown away my license. No, like, exactly. Yeah, so shout out to Bobby Smother. I respect that, man. For being on his two, ten toes. Ten like, toes, nah, exactly. man, I ain't crazy just because everything's looking wavy right now. I know how long I spent in that prison. I ain't going back. And you really have to have like, like your wits about you when you come out of jail because yes. you know you're coming users. out and those guys are looking like, how are we getting this guy back in? Because he's Facts. out on license. They're thinking, okay, he's gonna do something. And he's gonna be on license till 2026 or 2023. One of them long, long, long time. Yeah. So it's like he's he's out, but he's not out. Out. He's not. Yeah. He's not completely free. Yeah. So yeah. you know yeah. he has to be on his p's and q's, man. And I wish him the very best, man. Absolutely. I just hope he puts out some good music, man. He will definitely, yeah. man. Now. Over to Kenya, where this week, popular socialite and singer Koti hosted an Instagram Live interview with Oscar winner Lupita Nyong'o to discuss the launch of a new children's book. Now, last week, we reported on the book titled Way," written about a young black girl who wished she had light skin, basically. Lupita and Koti spoke extensively about the book, her reasons for writing the book, and what she hoped to achieve with its release. Now, Lupita has had an eventful start to 2021, as we have reported here on Adi Chopin Live, the official Afrobeats podcast, uh, from being criticized for her lack of response to the Kenyan uh, tourism ministry, to her alleged unhappiness at Naomi Campbell becoming the face of Kenya tourism, to the release of the book, and now engaging one of the most popular influencers in Kenya to promote the book. Whatever you want to say, it seems or it feels like the tide is turning and Lupita is looking to do more in and with Kenya. You know, the criticisms came out, the shocks came out over the last couple of months when Naomi Campbell was announced the face of Kenya. Mm. Lupita wasn't happy about that. And the, the, the Minister of Tourism had to publicly go out to say they had made several attempts for over five, six years to Lupita and she has not responded. Hence why they were very open to collaborating with someone like Naomi Campbell, who is not of Kenyan origin, however, has declared her love for Africa and has been to Kenya a lot more times than possibly or allegedly Lupita. And she wasn't happy about that. She posted a picture where she said, you've been looking at me for, I'm right here, baby. <laughs> so it looks like the social media uproar, the public criticism that she gets with uh, she got with not engaging with Kenya enough has worked what are your thoughts I think I think I, I, I need a bit more insider knowledge as far as like if you know they said they've been trying to engage her yeah. but, but trying to engage her doesn't mean uh, that because she's not being used as the face of Kenya that someone else can't be used as the face of Kenya yeah and, and once again I love Naomi and I love her love for Africa absolutely I love how she engages with absolutely me but the bottom line is that she's not Kenyan there, there's there's over there must be a celebrated Kenyan woman who can promote the Kenyan culture and Kenyan tourism. Okay. We're talking about someone that needs to basically be entwined, embedded in the roots of Kenya to understand 
because I, I don't know what it takes or what, what the um, criteria is to promote Kenyan mm. tourism, but th- there are a lot of people, a lot of Kenyan women who understand what it takes. Let and me, I feel like maybe they should have looked into that. Let me, let me, let me give you a little background on that. In, when it comes to Kenyan GDP, uh, the tourism sector brings in about 10% of the Kenyan GDP no, a year, yeah. which means it's one-tenth of the money that they make it's based on yeah. terrorism. Mm. Um, it has gone down by over 75% in 2020, which means they COVID. have COVID has smashed them mm. terribly. Something now it on, is yeah. time to get Kenya back to where it used to be and beyond. And they are looking for someone who has the international star power to increase the visits to Kenya as the likes of Ghana has done. Naomi Campbell is without doubt one of the most respected faces in entertainment and fashion over the last 30 years. A partnership with a brand like that would instantly bring natural attention without even adverts. The fact that they announced that collaboration instantly got to CNN. Yeah. That's that's a $1 million marketing. That's a $1 million advert paid there. So that collaboration as a business, I completely understand it. Um, with Naomi's also obvious love for Africa going back 30 years and a consistent return to different countries. I also get that. And if, like you said, the, the, the another person that would have been perfect for that was the Oscar Award winner Lupita Nyong'o, who has also been in some of the biggest movies, 12 Years of Slave, uh, Us, uh, Black Panther. She's got a brand that can carry that on her back However, when the Kenyan Tourism Ministry say, we've tried to reach you, there has to be some truth in that. Okay, <laughs> okay. So, 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 you know, you, you, as far as the Naomi situation yeah. goes, I think, you know, you, you just explaining that in itself, I, I, you know, I've taken a step back and say, okay, I can understand that. Yeah. You know, as far as like, you know, you put Naomi Campbell on the face of Kenya, yeah. on the face of the tourism and... You know, instantly you get yes, Bro, you you're know, getting PDD and everybody holiday in there. Everybody's talking about Kenya straight away. So with that respect, you know, I can I can understand that. Mm. But um I think that we still need to understand what 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 the you know as Lupita denied it, as she said they what? haven't reached out to her. She didn't say that it didn't but she just basically said I'm right here, baby, uh-huh. which didn't say anything. Yeah. And, and and the fact that you know the minister could go as much as saying that publicly shows that, that there might be some truth, truth to, to it, that yeah. you know and uh, but I, again you know uh, as much as she's been criticized i also want to use this platform to appreciate her because it's one thing to get criticism for something you have done or haven't done is another thing to take a step back and start to make amends jumping on instagram live with a courtier is a master stroke in my opinion yeah. because lupita could have asked any broadcaster and social media influencer in the world to jump on Instagram Live for an interview about the fantastic book Suway, yeah. which is about to be turned into a a, 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 a musical on Netflix. Yeah. Exactly. Anybody would have jumped on that. Mm. But the fact that she went back home, picked one of the popular faces in Kenya, and had almost a two-hour conversation where it was basically... Two African sisters speaking to each other. Yeah. That was a masterstroke. Huge. That, that showed huge. that, yes, she heard 
the cries mm -hmm. and the criticisms. Yeah. And she was trying to do something. And for that, you gotta applaud my sister. Yeah. We, we, you know, we love you, yeah. and we want you to come home. Yo, That's it. Yeah, I love Lupita. You know, Lupita can't do no wrong. Nah, you know. she's she's amazing. Yeah, man. I love her, man. So she, nah, she's amazing, up. definitely. And now um, to the segment that I sent earlier to you, uh, D Boy it was a. Shortly, I think about 48 hours ago, there was a, uh, a series that launched on BBC iPlayer. What you, for the love of money, you said it uh, for, for love or money. For love or money. And in this documentary, they uh, got to a position where they were talking about internet fraud and, and all sorts of scammers. And they got to a position where they showed Nigerian uh, hit record Yahoo by Olumentain and used that as an illustration to talk about, you know, internet scammers and fraudsters and, and how they, they propagate their business and the lifestyle that they live in. Let's take a look at it. Break their success. Can you tell us about the cultural impact that this type of scam has had? Well, there's a lot of glamorization of the lifestyle. So the scammers definitely make a big show, for example, about having flashy cars or showing their cash and spending a lot, and they might do this on social media. You also see it a lot in music, uh, for example, in the rap scene or even in the hip-hop scene. There's quite a famous song called Yahoozie by the Nigerian singer Olu Maintain. Uh, the, the name is basically because a nickname for these scammers are Yahoo Boys. And you've got this music video where they're drinking all of this champagne and throwing money around. It's almost celebrated then. Definitely. And I think what's concerning is that a lot of people look up to the scammers. And so for a lot of people in the region, it doesn't matter how you got your money. It just matters that you have wealth. Caroline, thank you so much for speaking with me today. I found that fascinating. Thank you so much for having me. Well... My brother, that video says everything. Um, the shock for me was that, you know, Yahuze was probably 2007, 2000. Even maybe before that. 2006. Six, yeah. And to have used that song to describe, you know, um, internet fraudsters and scammers, what were your thoughts when you saw that? Well, well, well I mean, there's always this stereotype about, you know, Nigerians and scammers and stuff. And, you know, it doesn't it, it doesn't always sit well with me. I, I know, like, before, you know, I'll, I'll go back to the, the Hush Puppy situation. I know yeah. before Hush Puppy was arrested, a lot of people were saying, like, you know, Hush Puppy does this, Hush Puppy does that. And I always used to say to people, you do not know Hush Puppy, so how mm. can you say he does this? But lo and behold, they were right. <laughs> <laughs> but but my thing was, you know, like, I just feel like the, the, the stigma around, like, African musicians and African Africa and Nigeria and the way we, you know, it, it, it needs it needs to be shaken off. Mm. And and it didn't it didn't sit well with me. But why it didn't my, sit well with my me thing was just, the fact that they it. also decided to use that song to almost say like that artist and that record was glamorizing that career uh, that 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 side of the the world or whatever was also in a way. Didn't you think they were kind of like pointing fingers at the artists? Yeah, as well? Yeah and no, but what they're saying, I think yeah. yes and no, but what I feel like they were more saying is that, look, we are what look, looking at you when you sing these songs, we're watching your social media, these are things, this is how we identify you. Absolutely. This is how we pick up, this is how we, otherwise we I, don't know. If you're doing fraud and you keep quiet, how do we know? The, even in, yeah. that, in that same documentary that yeah. I watched, the, there were a few people that were scammed that the identity of them was not revealed. So we don't know if they're African, we don't know if they're Belgian, we yeah. just know that 
it was it, we found out in the end that they were scams. Yeah. So these people that go and do scams and then you go and put it on social media and you go and sing about it. I did this. I did that. And it, and we're just talking about fraud and scams. Yeah. Here. Rappers do it sometimes in the crime in that drill you do, and hip hop. And hip hop. Why uh, rapper in America? YMN, uh, YWN Melly or whatever his name oh, is. YBN Melly. Yeah. My man's facing life for killing two of his friends. Allegedly killing two of his friends. Unfortunately, the FBI have a song where. He basically tells the story and an audio, and that's what he's going to face in court. We've seen drill rappers that have also faced a lot of heat for some of them saying what they've done in their music and also turning around to bite them. Sadly, we saw what happened with the FBI and Murder, Inc., where Murder, Inc. basically lost a record label because of the allegations that the FBI felt that the record label was being funded from drug money that ultimately brought down the empire that was at the top of the game. Yeah. Now, I was just thinking to myself, if Olumentain was still at the top of the game and a documentary like this came out, imagine what the police were basically saying. is that we've seen that you celebrate these cats, you hang around them, your social media, da 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 da, da. Instantly, that could have put his career in jeopardy. Yeah. Absolutely, and you know when when you look at you know some of these guys that that you know that do do these th- things and talk about what they do, you know the argument is always usually well actors aren't judged by the same same yardstick. I wanted so to why, say why, the why, same why, thing. Why, art, why a musical artist judges? I the wanted same to art. say, the but same it's like thing. it's unfortunate. I know there's a state now in America that they've turned around and said like your music, your lyrical content will be used against you in, in court. court, bro. So they're it's, doing it's the, in Miami. The, the rules of the game have changed, and you have to play accordingly. Like. As unfortunate, music represents more real life than than movies do. Bro. Uh, as unfortunate, it's, mm. it's, it's the case. People, people when they write songs, they say I'm inspired by this these events that happened. Mm. It's unfortunate that is the case. Rappers would say, look, this is my life, and that's what I'm rapping about. Arnold Schwarzenegger isn't going on Terminator saying that like, I lived the Terminator life and I was killing people. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? So you know, I know like what they're saying as far as like creative, uh, creative space, but, but you know, there's you just have to find the right balance, man, and it's uh, it's just unfortunate if you're doing fraud. Don't go and talk about it now. Put it on social media. Why are you doing it on social media? Using, you know, you've got all your cash in your table. You're doing the telephone thing and you're dead. You don't like, come on. Bro, look, come at, on. Oh, look at the last one week and the news that broke, even with the hush puppy situation that you mentioned. It was allegedly, it was, it was reported that the way he got on the FBI radar was the fact that he connected with Black, Black China, China when she went to Dubai. So the story goes something like this. Allegedly, when uh, Black China went to Dubai, Hush Puppy decided that he wanted to roll out the red carpet and show her around in style, helicopter rides and champagne lifestyle. Whilst he was doing that, what happened was the FBI thought, who's this guy that's all of a sudden spending this much money connecting with this young lady? They go on the social media, they have a bunch of questions, they decide to delve deeper, voila. So, it's, uh, it's so basically, man. social media is a no-no. I, 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 I just don't understand how you feel the the nerve. Like to to if you're doing fraud, you then want to show your cash and your illegal gotten gains, and then make it. You know, it's come on. You can't do that. You can't. If you're gonna do fraud, like what happened to the old? I'm not. Once again, I'm not encouraging anyone yep. to do fraud at all. Like yep. I, I don't encourage it at all. But. Yeah. Bro, if you're gonna do fraud, like you, you need Live to be incognito. Life. Like be quite, like you should even have a social media account. For what? <laughs> Why do you have social media? For yeah. what? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, oh, it's a shame, man. Like I just hopefully 
Casanova you know. is looking at a long term in prison at the moment, allegedly because of words that came out of his mouth, either in an interview or in a song. I think he, he said something on The Breakfast Club, didn't he? Apparently, yeah. they're even saying on Vlad TV, or he might be in a record as well. So it's a madness. And someone, uh, a, a broadcaster actually yeah. said that, you know, she has it on good authority that if they nab him on this one, it might be for life, bro. Oh, I, I just feel like, you know, these these situations are going to continue, keep, they're going to keep coming because I just don't feel like people learn. Mm. You know, you're not learning that social media as well as, as much as it's a tool for, you know, to promote yourself. It's also a tool like, you know, like it's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. Like if you're doing something illegal, mm. First and foremost, you shouldn't be doing something illegal. But yeah. if you're doing something illegal, why are you promoting yourself? Just stay, mm. like, stay away from it and be careful. And I know, like, the media, is, it's interesting because some of these artists, they come and, you know, they, they, they're promoting a song, they're promoting a single, and, you know, they feel like they have to do they the press run. And people will ask them questions. You don't have to answer every question. Yep, yep. You don't have to answer every question. So, you know, I, I, I wish all of them the best. I, I do wish Casanova the best because, you know, I, I just he, like... He, I like, he embraced I, yeah, the culture. He embraced the culture. I like, I like his character. He came to Nigeria. Yeah, I love how, he, I love how it was moving. That was the first place he went to he went when to, he yeah. had his passport. You know what I mean? So. And speaking about people that don't ask, answer questions, you know, uh, Pooh Shiesty, one of the hottest rappers in America mm. right now, There's a, you know, there was a story that he was allegedly involved in some kind of situation. And at the Breakfast Club, Charlemagne asked a question to him and he just said, yo, I've got an album out. I'm not saying, you know what I mean? He's, 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 <laughs> like, he's smart. He's, he's smart. Like, yo, I don't man, know who's advising it. these people, but like, you know, it's not every question they ask that you have to answer. Like, swerve the question. Swerve mm. it. Swerve response. And and it, it comes down to like them being media trained as well. Like, yes. And being media trained, I'm not, it's not my responsibility to media train. If I'm, I'm, my job is to ask you ask questions. questions. If you want to answer, my job is to ask you questions and I, and I hope you answer it. Yeah. If you're going to answer it and it, it puts you in a situation... I want that, not your fault to be that, though. Not yeah. my fault, too. You know, so. <laughs> it's funny you said that because one of my friends in America, actually, this week, it hit me up and he still made reference to to the interview you had with Burner Boy oh. and the viral video. Ah. <laughs> oh, it's funny, it's funny that because I still had a conversation with that about that on Clubhouse. But, so let know, me yeah. explain to people. Now, D Boy, like I said, is a broadcaster, a colleague of mine on the yeah. beat. 103.6 FM, you know, he's got the Come Chop Friday shows every single Friday between 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. UK time, that is. So wherever you are in the world, tune in, make tune sure in. you tune in. Um, so he had an interview, or he gave, uh, Burner Boy gave him an interview a couple of years ago. And he was speaking about Afrobeats and the growth of Afrobeats music. And D-Boy said to Burner Boy <laughs> that the UK was also, you know, was responsible for elevating Afrobeats to the world. What happened, Burner Boy's response was, the UK has nothing to do with Afrobeat, da 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 He and shut it down. He didn't give it. it yeah, yeah. However, what a lot of people didn't understand about that back and forth was Burner Boy felt D-Boy was talking about Afrobeat yeah. music and the UK having an impact on Afrobeat, which was originated by Fela Kuti. However... D-Boy was talking about Afro beats, Afro pop music, pop music, and the impact of the UK when it comes to spreading it to the world. Can, can I just say something? I think yeah. it was a teachable, it was a, it was a, a learn, a learnable, a teachable moment for yeah. myself as yeah. well as someone within, 
this space, this yeah. media space, and and being able to interview people, being given the, the opportunity to interview people yeah. and ask them questions and understanding the person I'm interviewing and and being able to deliver my question in a way where you like, understand, it, it, understand it. it because yeah. it's funny I had an I had conversation I don't know how many conversations I had with you after that interview yeah. and we went back and forth about it and you know I've learned so much from yourself yeah. like some people when you're asking questions you need to be very um tactful and, yeah. and you need to basically be very direct yeah and, and yeah. you know i didn't feel I, I i feel like you know i'll hold my hand up and say i probably didn't deliver that question to the best of my ability mm. so mm. I, I feel like i could have asked her in a, in, a, in a different way but at the same time i feel like he didn't give me the room to even even yeah. even let the he just he shut <laughs> it down he was like i, I ain't trying he's yeah. like i ain't trying to hear that he just like yeah and, so, and but, the reason i brought that up is my friend in houston was talking about Afrobeats culture and talking about Burner Boy as an artist, and he made reference to that video yeah. as a video that you know that tells him a lot about the artist and about the culture. Yeah. That's he's talking about that today. Wow. So amazing. that shows you how far you know how much these things travel, travel. Yeah. and the kind of message it carries. You yeah. know how impactful this can be whatever it is that we're doing in these small yeah, rooms that absolutely. we think we're just talking to ourselves yeah. so you know once again if nobody giving you flowers already you know you're doing a great job my brother we appreciate you for being in the culture the you know the culture is uh, you know is better for people like yourself thank you sir. and the passion you bring to it bro uh and now before we go to the end this is our brand new segment where we recommend movies music or anything we've seen in the last week and feel our audience will be great to check out for me it's very simple the gets album conflict of interest gets is a uk rapper a uk rap icon one of my top five rappers of all time uk america whatever if they say i pick my avengers of rappers together to defend my life, Gets is one of those. Gets is a monster, man. That album is it's ridiculous. A a Conflict of interest. Check it out. What about you? For me, it has to be um, Ob, of course, featuring UG Blessings Over oh, Me, new single. New he, single. He put that out on Friday, and you know, Ob, of course, is a UK rapper that's mm. been, you know, he's been doing bits for a minute, for about four or five years now. Mm. He's been in the industry, but teaming up with UG was a genius from him because, you know, his lane has always been like UK rap, UK rap, but, but understanding, pulled it to one side and understood that look, that's, UG that's can give me a little something. sprinkle on it, yeah. and that song is like it's doing it's, it's doing what it's supposed to do right mm. now. It came out last Friday, so go check that out, man. Amazing video. He went to Ghana. One thing I rate about Obi is that he actually went all the way to Ghana to, to shoot the video. He went to meet UG in Ghana. It showed that like, he's intent and yep. you know he went to Ghana. Respect shot, for the culture. The so it's out now on all platforms. Go stream that. Speaking about you know collaborating on, on the album, we get a conflict of interest. It's got Skepta in there. It's got uh, 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 what's her name now? There's one um, lady in South Africa. It's not Busiswa. It's the other Moonchild Sinead. Oh, okay. Moonchild is on there, you know. It's it, so everybody's starting to get in touch with the African roots, and mm. and they understand that collaborations takes them a little bit further. And I'm finishing is the Shops He Do's hot five tracks of the week. We have Bokeh by uh, um, Rexy featuring Mo Bad. It's a smash record. Uh, Hallelujah Mastercraft featuring Zlatan and Bella Schmurder. Smash record. Turn Up by Yemi Alade. Smash record. Chargey by Sean Tizzle is a smash record. And finally, I'm finishing with this number five is Joe Boy in Police. Go and check this five out. Trust me, man. You would love it. Shopsy Doos, Hot Five.
My whole five. Now, finally, we end in South Africa with Jerusalem a hit maker. Master KG's lawyer has launched an attack at large companies who use Jer the Jerusalem challenge as a marketing tool for them and their products. Now, Master KG, who is signed to Warner South Africa, had his lawyer pursue these companies whom he said their intentions were individualistic on using the song and they were not you know, joining in the fun challenge. Last week, his colleague and popular DJ producer Prince KB took to Twitter to defend Master KG, reiterating the same fact that he was right to go after the companies that hid behind the Jerusalem Challenge banner, but really were promoting their own brands and companies. Prince KB says companies that failed to get proper clearance and rights to use the song for monetary and popularity gain should pay accordingly. What are your thoughts, my brother? Do you know what? You know, honestly, I just feel like how do you, how do you how do you police that? Like the challenge is 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 creating a momentum for, for you as an artist for the record. The record is growing, and then you want to now challenge people that are use, that, that, that are using it. Companies, the comp well, the company companies and, 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 that and, have that have kind of some people uh, have kind of added behind it, the balance. They've the, added the, it to the their promo of, and stuff. But, but at the same time, it's still, it's still you know, you're, you, you're still you are still he's still benefiting. They're still benefiting from that. They're yeah. still benefiting from streams. They're still benefiting. How do you police that? Now, this is what, what I would say to that. Um, I completely agree with you. How would you police that, especially in this social media age? The challenges are the important facts that basically took that record to the rest of the world. Yeah. The Jerusalem challenge was ridiculous and shut things down. However, some companies that have, you know, massive social media following and understand youth culture and see what's trending in the world and whatever. Quickly jumped on that, used one banner. little challenge and put like a little product in there and whatever. Once <laughs> you add your product or any marketing stuff to that challenge, it becomes a soundtrack to your commercial. So so I'll put this to you. So how about people who, um, individuals who have like sort of beauty products that use the, the use the challenge for their beauty, individuals? Nah. You know, how, how do you, it's He's difficult, a, so at the, what point do you draw the so line? So the point you draw the line will be the big company. When you have, you know, big soda companies, big branded companies that have used the music as a soundtrack, you know they got it. Why don't you go for them, like bro? Pay, like pay the money. Listen, I'm not going to go for anybody that just wants to promote like a little face wash yeah. or lip balm or eyeliner or whatever. Yeah. No, I'm going for the big dogs. And the fact that his lawyer came on TV and was speaking publicly about that, you know they've identified a couple big dogs yeah, yeah. that they know this you know, negative publicity will be bad for and they'll be able to cut a check. So cut that check, check. If, there, if there's president, because like something... Ultimately, they, again, they have to agree to cut the check. If again, they don't cut the check, you have to take it to court. A lot of the companies are also hiding behind the fact that the president of South Africa, at the point where the record was almost became the soundtrack to South Africa around the world, yeah. the president also encouraged citizens to jump on the challenge 
to help promote this record because it was doing well. So everybody wanted to identify with that. It's a huge Bro, record. It's close to about 400 million views on YouTube, multi-millions on, 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 on Spotify or whatever, but people might hide behind the fact that the, pre hey, yo, the president gave us a call and told us to jump on the challenge. My thing is, when you do a challenge, what is that? What are they? What do they want from a challenge? When you, as a, when an artist or a team or you know promo marketing team put a challenge yeah. together, your your goal you is to, to get, get the song right. get viral. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. you're getting that because companies are also using their platform to grow the song. They need to now. Pay. You want to get check from them bro, as well. They need to pay. Bro. Yeah, listen, when you're a company, I'm saying ah. this to a big company, and there's a viral challenge going on. Before you jump Stay on the don't, song, don't jump on it. no, before you jump on it, make sure you get clearance. I'll give you an example. Naramali's is a goal. was huge in the World Cup year. Coca-Cola wanted a piece of that. You know what they did? They gave him a phone call, flew him to Nigeria. He did a remix with Files and a bunch of other people, Simi and all that. They made it a commercial. But that's different. For Coke. But that's different. If you make it a commercial. Yeah, yeah but still, yeah. it was because they knew that if they had done anything social media with it, you know, the call will be coming. And besides, it's a big company. Why don't you go? People are saying it's different. This is this was more of a challenge. It's a challenge. Yeah. What people were doing were they were doing that dance. They were doing you know? that dance. Yeah. All, these, all, all these different companies were doing that yeah, dance. Yeah, so but they, they had their brand behind them. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> cut the check. like, yo, cut the check. You got the money, so <laughs> cut, cut the, the check, check yo. Listen, <laughs> bro, when I, listen when, I saw, when I saw the lawyer, I was jumping. I was yo. like, my jigger cut that check. That's it. Don't do... Listen, nowadays, everything is... Listen, people are making a mad living on social media. Social media people are making millions. I'll ask you another question. Yeah. If that song didn't wasn't doing the kind of numbers that it was doing and the social media company, like a Coca-Cola, jumped on it and it did the challenge and the song wasn't as huge as it was, yeah. would you ask for a check then? Yeah, because they're still a big brand. <laughs> Cut the check. Once, listen, you're vulnerable once you're a big brand. So don't you like, yo, cut that check. Bro, I don't care. Once you're a big brand, yeah. don't be messing with, you know, small people. Because the way we see it is when big brands coming to small, you know, to come and kind of like ride a situation, they're coming to influence, you kind of boss I, I get what you're saying. Sometimes it can be, it can be seen as exp yeah. exploiting. Bro, but, yeah. you're speaking about the same thing. Just to round up, there was a comedian in Kenya, I forgot what his name was. He found out on social media that the biggest mall in Kenya, I think Mall of Kenya, had used his image to promote stuff on social media. He hit them with a $100,000 uh, lawsuit. Oh. Cut the check. Once you're a big brand, make sure your social media operators don't just move on. You think Manchester United would jump on Jerusalem on social media? Nah, bro, you're making money off of that. But anyway, on that note, uh, we end this week's episode of uh, Adi Shopway Live, the official Afrobeats podcast. It's the same place, same time. Make sure you subscribe, like, share, comment. And we appreciate everything. And most of all, I want to thank you, my brother, you know, for coming in today. Dio D-Boy, where can people catch you, man? Check me out on all social media platforms at D-Boy Dio underscore, at D-Boy Dio underscore. And of course, I'm on the Beat London every Friday, 7 to 9 p.m. Come to our Fridays with Mansell Bella, Niger Boy, Afro Beats, bang. <laughs> Simple, man. <laughs> on that note, for me, D-Boy and Color behind the camera is peace. And we're out.